Hey, this is Bez Stone. And this is Freya Dietrich. And welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Hello. We're super happy to be here. Always. We get excited. We do. We get excited. We meet before we record. We end up talking a lot about <laughs> the topic we're about to talk about. And then at some point, we're like, we got to just go hit the record like, button. Shoot, we like, better capture this. It's all happening right now. Because, yeah, every time we get together, I feel like there's just more. There's so much. Yeah, more, more that we're uncovering about infinite relating. Yes. And today, what we want to talk about are all the ways that we've experienced or as many as we can talk about in the podcast um, for the time we have about how our relationships break the norms of what is a sort of expected out of a partnership. Because I know that that was a really big thing for me. You know, I, t- I talk a lot, if, um, you know, in the podcast and in the writings that I do about how you know, when I met Max, I did not want a relationship. I did not want a relationship. I did not want a relationship. <laughs> right. And now I'm in a relationship, but it's a relationship that looks and feels really different than anything that I'd had before. And so part of part of what I do and what I think we both do all the time is like sort of deconstruct like what a, what a relationship means, because a lot of the things that I grew up thinking it meant and even thought it meant until quite recently yeah. are just like arbitrary or even damaging, you know, yeah. and there are assumptions that we make that don't necessarily serve us, serve us as we're actually living in the relationship. So, I, so we are, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I, I know I've even been saying for like the last couple of years of like, yeah, I think I'm ready for partnership and I have no idea what that means mm-hmm. because every example I've ever had of what a partnership looks like or boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever scenario you want to call it, it, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel safe. It didn't feel alive. Yeah. And I was, it was the sensation of like, I want to have deep connection. I want to, I want to dive in deep and, and feel that love and commitment at some level, but I, I need to find a new way to do it. Yeah. And so we're creating new ways yeah. because there wasn't one out there. Totally. So. <laughs> I know. And we're continually doing that, which is exciting. Yes. Yeah. So I thought we could go through our own relationships and just talk a little bit about, um, the different yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah the, the different dif- the things that we experience or that we've eliminated or that, you know, um like normal like normalcies, I guess, that we've unpinned from from our experiences of relationship. Because I do think until we for me at least, you know, as as I've been going deeper in this relationship and with myself and infinite relating, there's things that like the assumptions are baked in so deeply and we were just talking about this maybe we could start with yeah. like the living together thing we were just talking about that before we started right recording is um you know it's baked so deeply into into my psyche at least and i think into our dominant culture that if you're in love with someone and if you're you know sort of on this path towards <laughs> a committed relationship <laughs> a committed relationship yeah which is problematic <laughs> in and of itself but you know if you're deeply in love then of course you want to do X, Y, Z. Of course you want to live together. You know, of course you want to have kids. Of course you want to, you know, merge your finances or of course you want to be there for each other in at all times, like in times of crisis. And even in our marriage vows, the the typical American marriage vows, it's like sickness and health Mm. and, you know, death do us part. All these things that are like, it's very broad (laughs) and it's very, it's basically the expectation is like my partner should be my everything you know, if we're committed, if we're committed romantically, they're basically like beholden to show up for me in all these other areas and, you know, perform all these other functions. Um, And yeah, we're really wiping that clean in this. Because we don't even think about it. Like I think about some of the things that have been coming up in my partnership with Lee and and I I catch myself like, oh shit, I should be doing this because that's what Mm -hmm. a partner does or wondering like, is that, but it, they're they're just there. They're not mine. They just kind of come from the collective mm-hmm. training and conditioning. And when I when they come up, sometimes I get a little panicky because I'm like, shit, I don't I don't want that. But yeah. I'm but I assume that he must because that's he's been in the that's same culture. That's what people do. Yeah. yeah. And even like you said, with um the desire to live together or the you know the trajectory yeah. towards cohabitation, that is a it is a given. We don't even question it. Like mm-hmm. it's just more a matter of when. Yeah. How soon does that conversation totally. happen? Can you think of an example? Not to put you on the spot, but of when, like you just said, you know, these things come up where you're like, "Oh, I should behave this way because that's what a partner does." 
I think it was, it was part of like how I view and manage my time is mm. the one that's really been coming up where before Lee and I would kind of ebb and flow out, um, with our community activities, with spending time together. And then somehow like there was like, I don't even know when it happened. Like magically one day we were partners and things were different. <laughs> even, you know, that's just like the energy yeah. was like, here we are. Mm. And so I'm like, crap, I, I have to be making plans for us all the mm. time and, or I have to be making plans for us or I have to have like a really solid plan for myself of why I'm not engaging with us. Ooh, that's good. Right. It, he has zero pressure on me for that. Like this is all made up in my head, but these were like the stories of like, I want to be a good partner. I want to create something that he gets to step into that he's excited about which is it's such bullshit because that was never the construct that he that was there when he met me mm. or when he was engaging but yeah it was and I think I mentioned it one of the last ones I was like I should be having family dinners and inviting him over to right. cook and I'm like I fucking hate cooking that was like the most stressful thing I could possibly do <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was like so then I was beating myself up because I'm like oh I'm such a failure at partnership because I'm not doing this thing that he's not right. even asking for right so getting rid of all of these norms that aren't our hours that don't serve us. And I, even when I was creating this idea of what do I want in a partnership the last couple of years, I would journal. Um, when I was in different loverships, I would journal what I wanted something to feel like. So when I was with a lover and they, they connected, they communicated in some way or they connected some way, I would write it down. I was like, Oh my God, this is what I want my relationship to feel mm. like because all the ideas of what I should be doing or what it should look like, those didn't serve me. So it was just trying to get rid of those. So I was like, what yeah. does it feel like from the inside out? Yeah. And now I'm trying to get back to that because they're fucking sneaky. Yeah. These yeah. are sneaky ideas that come Absolutely. up. And, and part of it is like beholden to myself, but even beholden to my community. Cause like the, you know, you're talking about you living together. I think we've talked to like friends have been, I've been surprised when you're like, we never want to live together. I was like, mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Wait, that, like, that's, of course, like, we get to think everything through. Yeah, totally. And I love, yeah, a couple of things. I love so much of everything you're saying. Always. I love everything. (laughs) (laughs) But I really, when you said from the inside out, something lit up inside of me, and I was like, yeah, that's the whole point, you know? And for some reason, in so many things, like, sex and relationships predominantly for me they used to be so performative it was like Mm -hmm. how does the sex look you know how does our relationship look like are we are we following like you said am I being a good partner and like what does a good partner mean a good partner means like the example you were giving is like you spend as much time together as possible you know you your lives are entwined you know you do things together and it's like even if you don't want to you know sort of the the unspoken piece of that is like well now we're married, so you owe me sex. Or, like, now we're we're dating, so you owe me, you know, four days a week of hanging out or five right. days a week. Or, yeah, or we have to have a timeline for, like, when we're moving in together. Otherwise, it means you don't like me. Yeah. That you're not committed or yes. that we don't really love each other. Or like, what is my mom going to think about that? <laughs> like, what do my friends think about this? Like, what kind of weird you know, toxic relationship are you in? Right. And then you have to explain it to your friends. Totally. Yeah. And that mean (laughs) voice inside your head that, yeah, that society has put in there. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, so really, really this concept of, you know, feeling from the inside out, like what actually feels good for me? Mm -hmm. Like what actually lights me up and what feels good in this connection as opposed to, you know, what, what should I be doing? What does a good partner do? What does a good woman, a good man, a good person do? You yeah. know, whatever that. And I would even say what what feels good and what lights me up in this moment. Mm-hmm. Because I might ha- want very different things than I wanted even a week ago with this person. Truth. Like, that's what I've been noticing is, yeah, is how, <laughs> <laughs> how much our relationship evolves, even with the same people. Because we're not, I mean, I can't, I am, I can't even imagine what it's like to be Freya of 20 years ago like that. I wouldn't even hang out with that person mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but, but even a week ago, it's like, we're, things are shifting so much. So it's like every moment, what feels good right now? What do I want to, and to have the, to be brave enough to s- say yes to that truth in myself without judging it, yeah. to not should myself, like we right. just before, but to, to be brave enough and, and to be brave enough to speak it to my beloved when I think it might, when I'm scared, because I think it might be different what they want, because it's different from the story. Yeah. And just that, that transparency of like, hey, this is what I want. And oftentimes they're like, yeah, yeah, I didn't fucking want those things either. 
Yeah, so totally. And it kind of like challenges me in a, in a happy way. I like I like the challenge. So for me, it's a good thing. Um, challenges my thinking around like, what if everything were optional? Like every yes. single thing, like any relationship, anything <laughs> like, okay, we're we're in love and we want to be in some kind of romantic or some kind of connection. It doesn't even have to be romantic because romance is optional in a relationship. Mm, right. You know? But everything is optional, you know, at all, at any time. And there's no obligation. There's no expectation. There's no norm. There's no rules. There's no path to follow. Because honestly, you know, we talk about this all the time. Is that like the typical paths that I've tried to follow in the past didn't lead me towards ultimate fulfillment at all. You know, they didn't, yeah. they didn't go there. So, you know, we say it over and over again, but like I've had the marriage and the bank account and the you know, the living together, you know, We've all this stuff. It, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't, and like doing this whole thing where it's like, yeah, we committed to each other and he's a good guy and he's showing up in the ways that he should be showing up and he's there for me and like all these things, you know, and I think, yeah, I'm really delighting in, <laughs> in, in not doing that. And like, I think for me, I was really impacted by, um, this, sh- this worksheet that's a relationship mm. anarchy worksheet that we should find and put a link to in the show notes or something. Um, And I can't, I don't know who created it right now, so I apologize. But what I remember of it is that it had all these different bubbles, sort of in a mind map looking, looking, you know, graph, graphic of how people can interact and, and it separated them all. So that like sexual sexual exchange and sexual connection was separated from cohabitating or caregiving caregiving yeah which was a huge one for me when i read that <laughs> to even think about that is whoa i, I was like to take oh, care what? yeah i can i could be in love with someone we could be deep life partners but if if they get sick it's not i don't have to like rush over and caretake Ooh. them like someone else can do that like i could be a no to that, that and blows my mind. yeah and this actually came up in my in my relationship recently because my dog I can't remember if we talked about Bonnie, my dog having cancer last episode. We might have. You mentioned it. She was in the she's in the cone. Anyway, she's she got it taken out. She's doing great. But um, yeah, that there was a couple weeks ago was surgery day, and it was very hectic for me and very emotional, and it happened really quickly. And um, you know, I got I have kids and like the dog, and there was a lot going on that morning, driving around and just managing everything. And I remember calling Max or he called me to kind of check in. And he was like, I feel, I feel guilty. Like I should be there with you right now. Cause that's like what a partner should do. Right. You know, you're going through a hard time and I should be there. Um, but I don't want to be, you know, like I have work I fucking love that. and honesty. I have me too. And <laughs> I have other things, I have other commitments today that are, that are really important that are, you know, time sensitive and it would really impact me to change them. And, um, and I was like, no, babe, like I had, I love that I had no of that, none of that inner sense of like, where is he? I'm like, Ooh. he should be here. And like, why is he not showing up for me on this day? You know, like how you could have hurt yourself with those stories. Totally. Right. Made it mean that he didn't care about me or that, yeah, he was half in, half out or that he's an asshole or like, right. Yeah. And like none of that happened. And, and I just remember telling him like, no, it feels, it feels right for me too. Like you don't, I don't need you. You yeah. know, I don't actually need you. Um, and my sister took me to the vet and, you know, my sister-in-law picked me up from the, picked us up from, like, there was so much support in right. other ways. And it doesn't, it doesn't all have to come from this one relationship. No. And it, it, I mean, there could be a, an edge case where you do get everything from one person and where that's actually what people are into and what's healthy for them. So right. I'm not going to say like, it's impossible to get all your needs met from one person because because that could be true for it someone. It almost feels like a fetish. But yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's, oh yeah, it could be like your kink. Like right, kink exactly. Like That's your person. kink. Great. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. But yeah, I think for the majority of people. Yeah. And I love that he was bold, brave enough to tell me that. Yes. And then as the day wore on, post-dog anesthesia mayhem ensued, that night he was like, okay, I'm coming over now. Like now I can, yeah. I, I actually want, I, I, I want to be there. I have the spaciousness my needs were growing throughout the day and um i was like that sounds great you and know you're going to get to receive him from a fully resourced place as opposed yes. to this um possibly resentful or right yeah yeah like obligatory just, obligatory thank yeah. you yeah place like that's su- you're it's such a different energy to receive from him as well yep, yep. and i think that what 
I've experienced, we talk about obligation a lot and why it's such a problem is that, sure, maybe, you know, I'll pull on my partner in the past. I would pull on my partner for something like that. And okay, this is the thing for me is that I would often pull on my partner in the past in that example, let's say my dog has cancer and it's going to emergency <laughs> surgery. And it would be from a similar place as what Max was saying. Like, you clearly should be here because you're my partner. We're committed. Like, right. this is what partners do. And so I would, I, would, I would pull on my partner to be there before I even checked if I actually wanted him Ooh. there. Like, or if I actually needed him there. I wouldn't even check because it was like, well, this is clearly what people do. Yeah, or even see what you are wanting and needing in that moment as far as support from anyone. Totally. Like, maybe you even just want quiet. Right. Like, maybe I, I actively want... want a different person than my partner. Like, right. maybe I want a friend or a parent or a kid or, yeah, and someone else. all of that can be okay. Yeah. Because, God, that could, be, that could be made so wrong. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then the irony is that I would end up pulling on my partner and sort of pressuring and manipulating him. You know, I, I wasn't aware that I was doing this, but that's what I was doing into acting out of obligation. I would sort of pressure him into showing up for me, figure quotes. And I didn't even necessarily want him to. And that's like the weirdest part about relationships is like, I don't even need him right now. But I think based on a cultural norm, he should show up for me and he's not. So then I'm going to pressure him to show up so that I feel, you know, reassured that we're in a healthy relationship. Right. (laughs) That you're doing it right. Yeah. When in fact, like, that's just, and, and, and what's really problematic about that. Well, A, it's like, it really robbed me of self-awareness and knowing like, yeah. what do I actually need and want right now, which right. is key. But also it's like every time we sort of manipulate, pull on, pressure our partners. Yeah, it might work the first couple times or even the first hundred times. <laughs> but at some point, you know, that does. Yeah, that's when the eye rolling starts happening. Yeah. That's when they're like, OK, I'll, oh, I'll come. I'll show size. up. And it's just, oh, that's the worst. My whole marriage just flashed before my eyes. <laughs> It's oh so gosh. embarrassing. It's, I can't so, wait. <laughs> it's just so humbling to feel like ah, all like years and years of story of how mm. he wasn't showing up and he was failing me and he like he wasn't a supportive partner. And it, it, I mean, I will say he wasn't the best. We had some, a lot of challenges. Anytime there's addiction, there's like, extra. Totally. But but even before things got really intense, like fuck, I put. I put a lot of obligation on him that way and, and like feeling into it, not because it was necessarily, I don't even know if that's what I wanted and needed, but it was because that's what I was supposed to do. And that's how he was supposed to show up for me because that's what a successful relationship looks like. Exactly. And now I'm like, I don't even know because I wasn't even connected to, to myself at that point. But wow. Wow. That's cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's really, mm-hmm. I had this like really dorky image that came up as we were talking <laughs> and I don't know, um, like the never ending story when, oh, when the yeah. nothing takes over and it destroys ev- and everything, the entire world is, mm. is gone and destroyed. And at the end, there's this tiny grain of sand in their hand and that's oh, all that's yeah. left of the world. And so they've gotten rid of everything and the way that they rebuild the world is by making their wishes. Oh my god! And that's what we're doing. Like we've just like, (laughs) we've destroyed like the the entire world that has been given to us in relationships and relating to everybody around us. Not just our primary partners, our kids, our family, our friends, our Mm. coworkers. Like every this permeates everything. Yeah, and we have this like beautiful like fresh grain of sand, and Mm. we get to we get to pull back in what we want to, what works for us, what serves us, what honors us. God, that's really beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for riding my dork train. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, it's way less dorky than a three-legged stool from the us floating through the yeah, yeah. space. But yeah, so this so we we get to do this, and the way to do it is is really getting to know ourselves, mm. really checking in with ourselves. Like you said, for you to know, like, or for you to feel into what, who do I want support from right now? Right. As opposed to who, who am I supposed to feel? Who am I supposed to do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. This feels really, so what are some other ways that your relationship really serves you? Yeah. But feels different from the norms of things that you're supposed to. Yeah. um, Yeah. Society tells you you should do. Totally. We were talking about some before the show. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I can think of a couple like. Um, the one that's popping to my mind right now is that I already have kids. I already have kids. One of my kids is an adult and the other one's a teenager. Um, so I already have kids and I'm not having any more kids. 
uh, and my partner wants kids, you know, at this mm. stage, at least he's a lot younger than me, um, which is another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. rolled right I'm in my forties. He's in his twenties. It's super hot. Yeah, it's so hot. It's, <laughs> but it's certainly something that, you know, and this is maybe a slightly sort of a corollary of this whole topic, but that, um, I, I, I've, I've like, I like younger men. I've known that for a long time about myself, but he didn't know he liked older women until recently. And he was saying that, um, you know, like on dating apps or, you know, when just being at a party or whatever, he's like, yeah, I used to discount like women over a certain age, right. even just, you know, over five years older than him, like anything wow. sort of over 35 or whatever, early thirties. And he was just like, yeah, I wouldn't, I would like them and think they were cool, but I would never think of like sexual wow. compatibility so necessarily. Yeah. And so yeah. now he's suddenly like, I saw this hot 60 year old the other day. I was like, I don't know, you know, like, <laughs> oh why the God. fuck do we care? Like, right. you know, why do we care? And I think, you know, part of it is that because like why people, why society sort of cares about that. I mean, I think we could get into different, um, age gaps it's like a whole <laughs> conversation that we could have around power dynamics and yes you know the older man younger woman thing that can be could be sort of a problematic power dynamic but isn't always you know there's lots of cultural things we could talk about like aging and beauty and yeah are older women valued and but I don't right. really want to get go down that road too far but I think for our for what we're approaching today you know part of why the age gap can be something that people say oh that's not you know, the best for partnership, whatever, is that we think partnership has to mean, well, we're going to have kids together. We're going right. to get married. We're going to move in. We're going to do our whole lives together. Right. And so to, and with infinite relating, like you're saying into this grain of sand, like in this empty space of like, what do we actually want? What's actually here with this person? None of that is true. Right. So I have a much younger partner who probably will have kids with someone else someday. Who's not me. Cause I don't, I'm not having any more kids and might not even be capable for long of having <laughs> more kids. And, um, and yeah, and that is, and we are like madly, deeply in love. We have no plans of I love ending our, either. there's no, like we just, whenever we approach it, we're like, we're just going to have to come up with something really creative. Like, I don't know. You know, I don't have any clue how that will be. It might be really difficult for me when it happens. Right. I might need a lot of support. It might be really easy. We may naturally transition anyway at that time. Right. We may be together until I die. I might die way sooner than him because I'm so much older or he might die sooner than me because he gets sick. I hope that doesn't happen, babe. But you know what I mean? Like, right. There's you so don't much know. unknown. You yeah. really don't. And you could borrow so much trouble trying to design it and there's so much we don't know. Yeah. And I love how you can hold, like, you are so passionately in love and, like, you want to be together yeah. and you want something that is incompatible sometime down the field. Like, you can hold both of those. Like, yeah. they both get to be true. One doesn't cancel the other one out. Totally. Which it would in all other. Like, we'd be like, why are you wasting your time? To both yes. of you. Why are you wasting your wasting time? Wasting your time. That, I mean, yeah. that's a big thing. Like, Absolutely. How is any connection wasting your time? Like, yeah. that's, that notion itself is just absurd. Because mm-hmm. this yeah. does not feel like a waste. No. Even just being <laughs> even on the outside of your relationship. It does oh, not feel... Oh, it feels no, so no. good just to be around. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 I, I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. And it's so fulfilling. And it's... And part of... Yeah. Part of why it's fulfilling is because we're... Yeah. We're not backing down on our desires or our needs. And we're... We haven't hit any road deal breakers yet. You know? And I could yeah. imagine... I could imagine that for someone else who was at a certain age and really wanted biological children of their own um, could be like, Oh, I really, I really need to find the person who also wants kids with me. Yeah. And I, you know, I could someone, so yeah. And we were talking about this before we started recording. It's really important to me in all these discussions of like erasing what's finger quote normal and then sort of stepping into possibility that nothing is wrong. You know, like there's no option that's wrong. Like if someone is like, it is a it is a deal breaker for me if someone doesn't want children. Great, like that doesn't mean you're not in an infinite relationship. Right. That's there's that's great. You know. Yeah, like, that doesn't make no... anything wrong. You're just like, oh, we're not aligned for this. Right. And, and we could be aligned still for so many other things. Yeah. But this particular way of relating, and maybe it doesn't work. Yeah. And if it yeah. lines up with a traditional thing, that's also okay. Like it's not like like monogamy is not wrong. Living together is yeah. not wrong. Like having kids together is not wrong. Those right. are all great things if you want them. If you both desire them together. Right. But the the problem to me and what we're addressing here and in our lives and in this podcast is like when not when that assumption prevails without being questioned ever. Right. Like without questioning 
you know, well, like we were saying, if I, if I'm going to be a good partner, I need to find someone who's like sort of my age, wants the same things I do, is looking to move in, is looking to settle down, is looking to get serious, is looking to go to Costco together. Yeah. Perform perform these duties with me, whatever. And like unquestioning, unquestioned to me is, is really the, the issue. It's not, not the thing. Cause I was telling you before we started recording too, that, um, that I, I've had multiple friends. Actually, I should find these multiple friends and hook them up <laughs> because I've had multiple friends that are like, my perfect relationship is we live in our own houses. We get together like twice a week and read books and oh. then that's it. But they're like, but nobody wants that from me. And I swear I've heard multiple friends say that. And I'm like, that I, is such a beautiful, normal. I love that. It's perfect. Like, and it, as long as we can find consenting people to that want similar things as we want, like, right? There's literally like nothing off limits. Like nothing. Like there's nothing off That's limits. Really exciting. It is. It feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. So what funny, about you? It's funny. It was interesting as we were talking about this. I was thinking about one of the things with Lee is that I don't. I don't know if we've even talked about our future. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what we want in the future because it's, it's never come up. Mm. And, and that is really new. Yeah. I, I think there's because part of it is the, like the awareness of there is so much unknown. Like he's in transition with his career and his living situation. I have three children and, um, yeah, we haven't discussed. <laughs> we're just we're just like being present with what is, and I think because of the ages of my children, they're eleven, thirteen, and fifteen, and so they are basically way too cool to hang out with me suddenly now. And and so like if I was dating someone before and, and they came into my home, it would be more of an integration of the flow of mm-hmm. this man with my children. Mm-hmm. But they they're doing their own thing. They're not really interested. So this is my relationship. So we haven't we haven't even we're just like being present and we haven't talked about like how does this you know would we want to live together yeah. ever god it's even kind of scary to say on the podcast before <laughs> i ever say it to him <laughs> because it just doesn't seem relevant right now yeah it doesn't seem relevant and so mm, we yeah we haven't like right now like and i think part of what's been so different is the way we've come together is you know we had this deep friendship where i was in love with him and wanted more and he you know, he would remind, he would, my story is like, I was in love with him. I would remind him, we'd have the conversation like every six weeks or so. And then he would reject me and then I would cry, <laughs> no, but, but learn so much. Like I would deeply listen to what he was yeah. saying and deeply listening to what I was saying, what I was asking mm. for and checking in. I just, I got to learn so much about both of us and to not take it personally and to just be present with like, what am I really asking for? And what is he really saying he's available mm-hmm. for? And past Freya of all other relationships would have seen this as a man who's not available. I need to quit wasting my time. There's yeah. that story again. Like, yeah. I need to quit wasting my time. Um, he's leading me on. But he wasn't leading me on. He was always 100, 100% transparent. Our friendship was really deep and meaningful. And he wasn't wanting more. And so I was, I was just feeling into this this morning. How grateful I am that the past version of me was able to say, I feel something really powerful and resonant with this human. Every time I'm with him, I feel good. Every time I leave him, I feel good. I feel more connected to myself and my truth. I'm invited into inquiry about my experience Mm. because this is so unexpected because of the pull I had towards him and the way he wasn't available to like go down this like pathway of like, Oh, now we're romantic. Now we're in a partnership. Like, so it just, it just like the, the pace of it, invited me so much into my process and instead of saying oh I'm wasting my time I need to move on and find somebody who's actually available I was able to just like really enjoy our relationship from day to day our deep friendship I felt his Mm -hmm. his love for me in a different way than than and so he didn't you know just so I was able to be present and that allowed this to grow. It allowed me to feel safe with him. It allowed me mm. to disarm in this new way. And so because of this, without even knowing it, I built the foundation for mm. what I get to have with him now. And it's it's mm. so it's safer than anything I've ever felt before. It's more disarming. It's more triggering because yeah. of the, because it's safer. It's triggering. And so I think that is as part of as part of breaking away from the norm is that I was so present. And so just to be here now 
I am so giddy. I am so excited. I'm so, it feels so delicious mm. to be in this, this deeper, more romantic, sexual bonded connection partnership that we have that because I've felt this path that we've been on, I'm not even worried about the future. I'm like, gosh, right now is so great. And I didn't think I would be here with him ever. And I think I was saying to you earlier, the biggest thing that came up for me before he and I became partners is I I had accepted that we weren't going to be together as partners because I didn't feel his desire. And I didn't Mm. think his desire was available for me. And I was like, I don't want to get to the point where he's like, okay, let's just try being together because, you know, we adore each other. But I was like, I don't, that doesn't feel okay. Like if if I can't feel his like hunger for me ever, his desire mm. for me the way I have for him, I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. And that, and again, like that's not wrong. It's just like, that's what I want in this type of relationship. Yeah. So now that I get to feel that from him, <laughs> I get to feel that desire and hunger. Like this is all I want. I don't, I don't, tomorrow, I don't care. Like I don't even know what's happening tomorrow, but yeah. right now this feels so good. Mm. And that this is, that's very different from, I just, I know, I know my, for myself and for so many women that I talk to, especially women who are wanting a partnership, the idea of wasting your time, finger quotes, wasting your time with somebody who's not available right now. Like that's such a strong story. And I have spent, I've had really beautiful, powerful relationships that were short term with men that really helped me learn more about myself and what I want in a relationship. And if I had looked at any of those as wasting my time, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be ready for this relationship. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. So that feels, Mm. that feels like a really important story that I'm really grateful that I worked through. Mm, Me too. Yeah, to get here. I know, getting to see, I mean, I'm really, I've admired that in your relationship, in your relationship with Lee, like, the whole time. Like, I've just been like, wow, you're really staying true to yourself yeah you know and how and how amazing that is like the level of inquiry you did during that time or that you're still doing about like okay like we're really good friends that's not up for debate you know um we really love each other clearly and I want it to be sexual romantic and he doesn't right now and or I'm ready for that and he's not right or I think I'm ready and he thinks he's not right right (laughs) but who knows what was actually yeah yeah um Because, yeah, the truth, the reality is, like, it didn't happen, and then it did. Right. And so I, yeah, I really think that's such a beautiful, that's such a part of what, your relationship is such a part of what's creating and informing and, like, excavating infinite relating. Absolutely. Here's a relationship that maybe doesn't have as defined of a beginning. Like, where would you call the beginning? You know, like, there isn't it doesn't really matter the beginning and, and perhaps it will transition out and transition back. And, you know, it just shows me like, and it feels so good to, to not have this, this black and white, like, well, it's, it's happening and it's over. And like, right. And I see this just like you're saying with friends of mine who are dating right now. And I feel like, um, sad about it sometimes when I listen to certain stories because it does feel like so much, so much lost intimacy, mm-hmm. even if the intimacy isn't necessarily sexual or isn't necessarily romantic or isn't necessarily going anywhere. Um, again, there's that phrase, <laughs> right? Like I have a friend recently who was talking about their dating life and met someone and had a lot of energy with them. And, um, yeah, I don't want to get too, too much into their story, but what, what, struck me about it was that I was I was really seeing from the outside like if we can just stick with I'm interested in this person there's some kind of there's something here for me yes and it doesn't have to be what I think it should be right like even if they're not interested in romance with me even if they live you know far away so so that you know that seems like a limiting factor for some people some people don't care even if you know, they're, they're not clear about what they want, or I'm not clear that I really like them, or, you know, just all these reasons that we can say, well, I guess that didn't work out. You know, I guess right. there was energy, I was excited, and then it faltered, and now, meh, I guess it's over, I should move on, you know, I'm going to get out before I get hurt, like, all these things, mm-hmm. and I just, it's, yeah, I feel like this loss um, of what I see now, at least, as as possible, and this is inspiring me, even, in some of my smaller side relationships or friendships or potential romances or whatever else I have brewing to really just um, 
take what's there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yes. Take take the intimacy that's there and explore it and have it for as long as you want to. And if you really don't, then great, end it. But or, or pull away or you know transition transition or, yeah, yeah however you want to say that yeah. But I think when we do that again in this like knee jerk way because it's like well this linear progression of steps that are supposed to happen that don't really happen very often like that anyway, but that society says this should be happening and this person doesn't seem like they're going to do that with me. So therefore it's not worth, it's not worth even like, you know, connecting with them further. I just really, like you're saying, I really feel like that we rob, we, we, we potentially rob ourselves of intimacy when we're hungry for it, of, of lessons that we want to learn. Of getting of like, to know ourselves more deeply yeah, and how we love. Having some fun, you know, whatever yeah. it could be. Yes, um, yes. And sometimes, like we were saying before, that self-knowledge is like, actually, I do, I don't, this doesn't feel resonant anymore. I was interested Great, in this person. Yeah. It fizzled out. That was it. It was just one hour. It was one day. It was a week, whatever. Right. So yeah, it's not like, oh, you should hang in there until the bitter end. I'm not saying that. But yeah, I really love your guys's origin story because it just, <laughs> it is so, you know, on the one way, it's so unique. And on the other hand, I, as you were sharing it, I was thinking, you know, it does go against all the like Instagram memes about like toxic relationships. <laughs> and it's like, well, if he's not interested, you know, he believe him the first time. It's right. Just, like, don't stick around. It's bad for your self-worth. And like, yeah. you know, all these things like don't let a man like be avoidant. Or I, don't, will, you know, I will have to like, I want to speak to that because I think the reason it worked is because I did believe him. Mm. I believed him. And every time he said, I'm not available. I accepted it and I, you know, I believed nice. him and that, and that was, and I think that was part of why I had, had come to that conclusion of like, Oh, he, I don't feel his desire. He doesn't desire me. That's true. And so I'm not going to stick around and wait and hope that was yeah. never part of that story. That would have been miserable. And that would have ended mm. in disaster. It wasn't like, I'm just going to stay here and be friends and hope that one day he's going to be ready. It was more, it was more just like my continual. And even like when I would share with him, my feelings of like, I, you know, I'm having this desire. I want more. It wasn't like I was trying to convince him. It was just like, mm. I want you to know this is what's in me. This is what's rising. Right. And this is, feels very present. And I feel Ooh, this energy. That is hot. <laughs> oh, so powerful. Yeah. Too. I mean, it's. Re- I, I think it's really that. important because I know so many, I know people too who are like, they're, they're waiting. They're like, oh, you know, it's just, he just needs to read one more book or he just right. needs to, you know, he needs to like one more realization. And then we, then we can have the relationship oh, we want. God. And it's like, yeah. The, the, the relationship with a future version that never might not ever exist but it was like it just it, it it was like a almost like a meditative practice where I had to just be in relationship with the person that was there and yes. with what he was available for so I wasn't yeah but it is it's, it goes against those stories of like you're waiting for the man and you're waiting no and I couldn't and I was continuing to date other men and I was I mean mm-hmm. yeah I had other lovers and and that's what part of what I think made it also work because I was like all of my nourishment for connection isn't coming from this person. That yeah. wouldn't be fair to me. It wouldn't be fair to him. And so I was able to, to really, really honor my full, my full expression, mm. my full needs, like my vastness wow. through all my other relationships, whether they were romantic or platonic or whatever. Mm. And I, I have a high so touch much. need. Yeah. So I was <laughs> like, I have a high touch need. And so I was able to get that from, yeah, many different places. Mm. God, that is, I'm so glad you're saying this. And I don't think I've heard this exactly for me mm. before so it's a really treat for right. me like to really get that distinction between I'm we want different things currently and I'm waiting around hoping you'll change yeah. versus like well we want different things currently I'm living my life I'm 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 acting you know I'm reacting appropriately I'm acting appropriately based on my values and my needs but I'm not going to change how I feel just because of how he feels like that's right. what I hear the power of what you're saying too is like you know, when you authentically were checking in with your sensations and emotions and your, you know, yourself, you were like, I still like him. Yeah, it was, <laughs> like, it was a, like, a kind of a humbling truth. Yeah. Like, everyone knew, like, <laughs> yep, hi, I'm still in love with... Oh! <laughs> we, have to, we have to edit it out. We have to edit it out. We're still in love with Lee. Yeah. Um, yeah, and how that's... that the And I think that also brings me back to something that I was thinking of before... Um, previously in this episode when we were talking and I can't remember what part exactly, but remembering that, you know, all of infinite relating to me and this whole concept that we're talking about makes so much more sense when it's like my primary, the primary um, way that I can think of my life is that I'm a soul on a journey. 
You know, yeah. I'm an individual soul mm-hmm. on a journey rather than, well, I'm, I'm here and once I meet my partner, then I will be complete. Ooh. Like once I meet my partner and, you know, we have this sort of, we follow the predictable tract or at least try to, you know, that's when, yeah, that's, that's the point of my life, you know? Yes. And I think that um, there's a way that I, I experience like a healthy, um, I want to say detachment, but I don't know if that's the right word or not, but like an individuation, a curiosity, like when I, when I remember, like, I'm just a soul on a journey here. Right. You know? And so perhaps my journey involves, um, yeah, like a, a two day relationship with someone that's, right. that's teeing me up for my next big experience. Like, I don't, you know, that's great. Like what, right. what could ever be wrong with that? Like if I'm just a soul on a journey, my journey is so fascinating and interesting and wonderful and unique. And like, it's yeah. my own, you know, and it isn't about, um, it isn't about attaining a normal, a normal life. You it's know, like it's one like, big story arc. Like we just get mm-hmm. one big arc and that's all we're supposed to yeah. do with this one big relationship. And like anything short from that is a failure. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah and if yeah. it doesn't progress in this nice smooth arc. And I feel like when you were sharing about, you know, be, being in this, the early phases or it was a long time too that yeah. you were in this place like months six months or a year or something yeah, maybe it was a while it. yeah it was... um to, to like when I'm a soul on a journey it can it can easily be it just it separates me enough to say yeah well he's not interested but I still am and like when totally. I check in I just am and like and this is just my truth yeah I can't change that and I'm not and gonna that's... judge it and be I mean yeah. yeah yeah so I think there is something too about at like we say all the time like infinite relating is possible when we continually return to ourselves you know when we continually come back to what's true for me um yeah if it's obviously if there's deal if there's a deal breaker if your truth changes if the values are just mismatched I mean there's so many things that could happen but I think also why I like your story is that I think it's actually more more common than people think like everyone has these ideas or at least I certainly did where it's like well the, the the good people who are successful at relationships they meet, they fall in love, they do the movie thing, you know? Yep. It's smooth, they don't have these major conflicts, like, they don't fight a lot, they don't, it's, you yeah, know, they the feel secure all the time. Yeah, yeah, the happily yeah. after thing. And I think, like, how often, if we got honest with each other, like, what, yeah, it, it, it can be really messy, you know, oh and not, gosh. and it isn't always. Yeah, and I could, like I said, there's times that I was, like, hurting, and it wasn't his fault. Like he, it wasn't, he was not wrong. I was not wrong. That was just, it was just part of the process. And, mm-hmm. and I also think part of what made it, made it work or allowed us to get here is that I wasn't making him wrong. I wasn't putting pressure on him. I was mm-hmm. just allowing him to, you know, like he, he could hold my feelings and allow them to be without being responsible. And I could hold his experience without making him wrong. And I think that also just that freedom to, to just be and to yeah. not be wrong in that that really yeah. allowed it to happen yeah 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 so i love i love my story because i love Aww. my man and it's he's, it's magic i just know i'm gonna get all like tender and sweet Aww. what other what are some other norms that we are breaking away from that you can think of i know because you wrote you wrote a big an amazing manifesto of what you don't want in relationship i did yeah and yeah. and and how Basically, you don't want a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want a relationship, finger quotes. But so instead, you get to have your relationship, your infinite relationship. Mm -hmm. And it it breaks free from some of those things. So you guys have um, the age gap with the kid. Yeah, the kid situation. Not going to have kids together. Don't want to live together. Don't want to live together. Yeah, which we haven't talked about too, too much. Yeah. um, Yeah. But that's that's definitely one of them for me, like for both of us, which is nice. And and that might be worth mentioning or exploring at some point if we have time about what happens if you mismatch. Mismatch. But I mean, that's kind of what you were just saying, you know, at the beginning of yours. But yeah, don't make each other wrong. Yeah. 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 Neither of us want to live together. Um, I think I was telling you it was really cute. I think some a month or something ago, I had a dream that we lived together and I woke up kind of in a panic and was like, (laughs) ah, I had a dream that we lived together and like something, you know, it was kind of, it was not positive. And he just was like, don't worry, babe, we're never going to live together. <laughs> I love like the sweetness you two get to hold this with. And I think it's I was like, of- oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about like, why, you know, why, do, why? And I think that, you know, like this is again, when 
if I peel away, like I could probably, you know, I could, I could dig into why a little bit, but the ultimate, the ultimate answer for me is like, I don't want to, I don't want that particular set of, um, learnings. I've lived with lots of different partners for, you know, years, half a decade, like a long time, raised children. I mean, there's been a lot of that. I've, I've householded with someone with multiple people before. And I think that householding, nesting, whatever, is one particular experience of, with its own lessons, its own challenges, its own rewards, its own gifts, you know? Right. And it's totally just one thing to do, you know? And there's, yeah. I think when, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm just, it doesn't, I've done it. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not fascinated by, about doing that again. I'm not like, oh, there's more there for me to learn or there's more, I don't, I'm not craving that um, at all. So I think that that's the empowerment for me is like, well, like I was saying too, like owning a business with your partner is another thing you can do together. Right. Um, It's it's something I've also done (laughs) with a partner and and still do with an ex-partner. And because we started the business when we were romantic partners. And that's another thing people can do. But it's for some reason that one's not ingrained into us. Right. That's like, that one oh, feels like an op- No. Yeah, yeah that one feels optional. But, but when why? you say you don't want to live together, mm-hmm. I, I think even your close friends, myself included, were just like, oh, well, that's an interesting option. Like, right. I just assume because you guys are so in love and you have such a good flow together, like that would eventually mm-hmm. be the desire. Yeah. And I'm really, you know, I think that, um, again, we could go like really deep into like, where did these assumptions come from? Like, where do these Mm. norms come from? Like, some of them are beneficial in terms of like, yeah, it could make sense that, you know, if people are cohabitating, if people have kids are romantically involved, like, yeah, joining forces, joining households, it does provide, you know, a certain level of simplicity and sort of being there. But it also causes a fuck ton of problems, you know, that can lead to like, so many people getting divorced who have yeah. children. Like, it's very or difficult. just having sexless relationships. Yeah, sexless you know, marriages yeah. and loss of self. and you Which know, is okay if that's what you time. want. But I feel like a lot, many of them, somebody's missing mm-hmm. the sex. Yeah. Totally. So I feel like there's, on the one hand, there's like, okay, that makes sense. Like, it, it kind of makes sense that if you're going to be together that you would live together. But on the other hand, it's like, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> you know, like, if right. you're going to be together and have kids together, like... You need, like having personal space is uh, so is so essential. So like, why? What about that? Like, where's the? That's another thing that would be a really good mm-hmm. um, is and like especially you and Max have done this the 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 intentional taking time taking like a week apart yeah. or what you know something like oh I really need to connect with self yeah this is not a rejection of you this is not me wanting to not be with you this is just I need a week yeah to really yeah reconnect with self. Totally. And that could feel really, really edgy. And it was, it was it edgy, actually. Yeah, totally it kind of crashed edgy. and burned for a little bit yeah. when it first happened. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And then you guys were able to move through it to like, oh, this could actually be something yeah. we can ask for as part of like our healthy connection. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it really, it comes back to, for me, like the more we talk about this, and this is really cool because I didn't even necessarily realize this until we recorded this episode, <laughs> like it's happening in real time, is like how often those those feelings of mine like okay yeah so he wants you know uh, some time to himself um intentional time to himself like this sort of week of self time freaked me out Mm -hmm. um and why does it freak me out I think so often it is because like that looks like someone who doesn't care you know that looks that it's going to look like other people that he doesn't it's going to look to my friends that he doesn't care you know someone who cares is like at my side, glued to me, showing up all the time, you know, wants, whatever, wants to connect with me all the time. And it's like these unrealistic things that it's almost like we're trying to prove through, through again, what it looks like instead of what it actually feels like. And it can, it can trigger our old wounds of abandonment and rejection. Mm -hmm. Totally. Even though, even if that's not true at all, but just like, yeah, I can touch on those. And then again, like, so you're feeling abandoned and and then your friends see you as being abandoned it's right. a whole right and then they're cascade. like oh your partner's a bad guy he's not there for you right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so luckily really... no one did that with me yeah no no because it's clear and I knew it was clear that that wasn't what was going on but yeah I'm glad we're touching on this here at the end that like I, I yeah I get this more and more the more I really study and excavate infinite relating is that um oh, I totally lost it <laughs> 
<laughs> what were we just talking about? <laughs> okay, I got okay. it back in. <laughs> it happens yeah it's how much like how much these how much we're looking for safety in all these structures right and that all the norms all the structures you know all the rules um it's really just an attempt to feel secure when that's not actually what creates security you know when we talk about this over and over like like doing what doing what resonates with my soul for lack of like a less woo-woo way to say it following my desire having deep emotional intimacy sharing my needs whatever they are like, that's what actually does it. And so, so often, you know, when we're, when I'm at least, like, you know, trying to follow the playbook or feeling, you know, butthurt that the playbook's <laughs> not getting followed or feeling genuinely anxious because it's like, okay, like, isn't, shouldn't my partner want to have sex with me every time we get together? That's one of mine, too. I know we're kind of nearing the end here, but that is one of mine that, like, can be anxiety producing for me because I... Yeah, I just use, like, yeah. sexuality is, like, a big part of how I express myself, and it's a big part of how I feel love. I'm a touch love language person. Mm-hmm. I have a huge sex drive. I like having a lot of sex. And that's another thing that's, like, um, you know, I often won't even take the time to, and I also do usually want to have sex, it, honestly, <laughs> you know, like, most of the time in a, re- in a healthy relationship. Um, but I don't always take the time to really check in when we get together do I actually, do I actually want to have sex right now? Like, mm. is that actually the most interesting thing we could do? Is that actually what's sort of on the menu for the evening in terms of the best you know, thing we could do? Like as opposed that. to like, the most interesting oh, this, thing is, what, we can this do. is what we should do because we're together. We only have a couple nights a week together. Like the kids are asleep or, right. you know, whatever. Or isn't that what we should want? Right. Um, and I think and that'll that make that's... me feel safe because then we're connecting. Right. Yeah. Or, or like it looks like we're connected. That's the thing. Right. It's like we're not actually connecting, at least in my opinion. Like when I do things for for reasons that aren't I want it, I don't actually it doesn't even work. It's like right. and that's why we've all been in that situation where like you've got the house, the kids, the job, you know, the marriage, you've got it all on paper. Everything is pointing towards here's a committed person who loves me because I have all the you know we're having sex like we're doing all the things and I felt I mean I've been literally in that situation and felt so lonely so so insecure so untouched so yeah unfulfilled so desperately alone is yeah yeah yeah. because none of it is actually touching what I want and need right what I actually want and need instead it's going for like well this is yeah this is how it should look this is how it should this is how it should be if it's good yeah Instead of the grain of sand and blowing the, the wishes. Sand. We're just going to make our wishes. What do we want it to feel like? Yeah. What matters for me? Like what's, and what, and what is true in this connection, which is going to be different than in some of my other connections. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like every time we do this, it's a good start. There's so much more <laughs> we could do. This is a good I start. Know. It makes it really want, I really and inspired to go into desire too because mm. i feel like that's such a powerful great yeah with lots of misconceptions but it drives cool. everything let's do it we'll be back all next right. week next week desire right. love you all <laughs> bye bye thanks for listening to the show hang out with us more at infinite love and stay infinite